Or as Nathan said to me earlier, the most Canadian thing I've ever heard, just eyeing some bum. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> just eyeing that bum. <laughs> Could he be more polite about that? About checking that ass? Yeah. Yeah. Nut all in this pussy. Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Daniel, welcome. Hmm. Trailer I'm Park Podcast. Well, uh, 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 uh. Okay, and continue. Trailer Hello, Park. fans. Aha. Uh-huh. Hello. Trailer Park Podcast number 80 fucking nine. That calls for a celebration. I welcome my cousin once again as we entertain the cool at least five to ten million. So yeah, definitely in the five to ten million, 10 million range for Exa- sure. Yes. Uh, as we embark on yet another entertaining episode filled with amazing performance energy from our guests amanda hello and the intern 24th prime number my god what does that mean what oh this just in (sighs) okay uh yeah okay so we're getting the usual blurb here we know it's been said before boasts have been made claims have been staked but tonight could be and i'm not fucking around this time this time it is serious tonight could be the greatest lineup pound for pound best lineup we've ever experienced before on trailer park podcast wow well i like a good pound (laughs) <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm looking at the thumbnails of these trailers and I'm gonna call that into question. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course it's the wow. best. It's always the best. If we stumbled in here half drunk and shit ourselves, it'd be better than the episode before. You hosted the last episode. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Uh, all right. One thing that didn't happen in episode 88 was the sexual position. So I don't know if you want to clean up the closet... And bring out some 88 and some 89 tonight, Daniel. If you want to let 88 just be and decorate uh, our our inner... Um, Labia? S- <laughs> yeah. There's an inner and an outer. I was going to say something brain-oriented, or like cerebellum, mm. or... Um, the brain clitoris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to start talking about annoying shit that has to do with the number 89. And we yeah. all know that that stuff's very boring. Well, hold on. Let me, first of all, let me let me culminate with 88 because 88 was part of a was the end of a trilogy of sexual positions if we recall the 86 was snuffing out somebody right but which direction it was like you you bring your partner to climax and then snuff them right and then and 87 is they bring you to climax and you snuff yourself (laughs) or or they snuff you okay then of course in 88 the most romantic of the three romeo and juliet right you bring each other to climax and then kill each other now, full now 89, on, and this, this wait, is wait, 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 wait. Fully, ro- f- full on Romeo and Juliet? Like, uh, oh. you, you poison each other and then you do coitus while you're on your way to dying? Yeah, and you have to really match it up. 
So dosage is key. Right. Yeah. Well, you'd have to factor in body weight. Oh, absolutely. There Intern, are, we, we 200 and, 210 pounds. How much uh, poison would you need? 24th prime number. Um, I think 37 <laughs> liters. 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 Like liter hosen. You need to talk to them slowly and explain things if you're going to use the metric um, system. A liter is a liter bit more than a gallon. I know what a liter is. I'm concerned that intern doesn't know what he's doing with his insulin. <laughs> <laughs> but how many hexachords is that? Can I get 37 liters? No, it's... you can't. Quit asking for that. Here's your pens. Yeah. They're pre-dosed. You're not you're not opening these, are you? Um I get I get insulin in the milliliters. This is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Your 7 liters of insulin is That's a lot. That's a ride. If you, you the guy wouldn't be able to finish drinking 37 liters of poison before he hit the floor. Like he probably wouldn't even get through a liter. Right. Why not? We asked Just you for a, you we, yourself up. We asked you a serious question, and you gave us some serious bullshit. And you're that gonna you're gonna get into your safe safe box and think about it for a few minutes. <laughs> Daniel, please continue. I apologize for the interruption. Please continue with eighty nine sexual position. That's fine. Eighty nine is a, a sort of take on the classic. I'm not sure where it falls in the spectrum right now anymore. Is it like a thirty seven or something? Just classic spoon fucking. Just nice traditional. Christian spoon fucking, but with the 89, it's like the uh, through the thighs, right? Okay, so no penetration into the vagina. Right, this is just through the thighs. This way, you know, any age. Are we using any lubricant in, in the thighs? <laughs> it's outer course. <laughs> outer course. Outer course. Um, once again, any lubrication involved in the with the thigh area? Well, that's up to you. Do you want a soft 89 or a hard 89? Or should I say rough? Soft and rough hard 89. 89. I don't know why my brain is going there, but I'm, I'm picturing the thighs wrapped in shrink wrap, in, in, in like saran wrap. No, just nice soft skin. You can lube it if you want to. I assume after probably a dozen or two thrusts that maybe either one of y'all's leaking, eager, pulsating parts is providing some sort of lubricant just through drippage. Um... You can go ahead and just slap a bunch of lube down there, get messy with it. That's fun because then you don't really know where it goes. Is it in the thighs? Is it in the crack? Is it inside? Are you by yourself? No, it's not even. Fine. It's not even. No, it's not. You're not, you're not even spooning fine. anybody. Good. It's just two thickly wrapped towels in saran wrap, like Nathan has envisioned. <laughs> Let's move is that off what you the want rails. to be? <laughs> off the rails. Anytime. Wow. <laughs> Anybody who stepped in, anytime. Uh, Nathan, okay. can you tell us about an 11.5 uh, magnitude elliptical no. galaxy? No, I cannot. I'm not Fine. going anywhere near the number. It's ridiculous. Look at it. Fine. It's a goddamn atomic number of actinium. What the hell is actinium? Yeah. Who gives a shit? I'm officially uh, uh, saying. Taylor Swift was born in 1989. It's a favorite in Indium. Great. Taylor Swift. No one cares about Taylor, Taylor Swift on this podcast, Amanda. Okay, this is a pro Hall podcast. Oh, right. They dated. Yeah, they did. And they broke up. And we don't talk about Swift. Did she write an album about him? No. Does he have a whole album about him? No, I don't care. He probably does. She writes about breakups all the time. God damn it. It's time for True Facts. <laughs> I love True Facts. <laughs> I love Facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love True Facts. Give us a box.
respect me. I love fuck. I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. In turn, give me some facts. Fact blast me. Fuck me. We're gonna fact you all over your face. Blast me with facts. Just blast me with facts. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. All right, get this. Get this. All right, dragonflies. <clears throat> have uh, shovel-shaped penises so they can scoop out their rival's sperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many animals have a penis like that. Many animals have shovel-shaped penises? Yeah, humans have shovel-shaped yeah. penises. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Say it fast. Shovel-shaped penises. Amanda? Shovel-shaped penises. Ooh, great enunciation. Intern? Humans have shovel-shaped penises. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got, got aroused. Right in the middle of that, didn't you? All right, get this, get this. It is more than likely that you have shook hands with six or more men that haven't washed their hands after masturbating. More than likely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is that an activity that people normally wash their hands after? I mean, I have met the attorney, so. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yes, yes, Andrew, that would be a uh, situation where you would wash your hands. Yes. No, 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 I feel like that's the cleanest part of your body. I mean, what has contact down there? Right. It's a sweat fest down it's, there. But it's from in... Yeah, yeah, it's what? From, Why is it a sweat fest down there? Wipe it on the back of your jeans, like in the knee pit area. No one looks there. What? Why are your hands getting dirty? You don't sweat down there? You don't, you don't, get, like a, you don't get like a little bit on your hands? No. Hmm. It's a clean, clean one shot. Yeah. Touchless orgasm. All right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Get this. Get this. We received feedback from a fan, an actual fan, that they didn't understand the scoring system on the archive update. It's good that that's over. So, what is the current score? Did, did somebody win in turn? Did that already come to a conclusion? Yeah, we talked about that on an episode. Did we? So, yeah. it has come to a conclusion, and I, I won. No, you had more points than Daniel, but I won. Yeah, he won his own game, Nathan. And then Amanda... Came in second, and Chelsea came in third. Well, the Nathan, way it, you came in fourth, and Daniel, you are the loser. I ended up having to explain how the 100 Lunatics uh, grading system works, and then the fan was like, oh, so he's just making his own decision. It doesn't matter whether it's minus or plus. He just gets to make whatever decision he wants. And I said, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> It was. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Okay, all right, last one. Get this. Get this. Daniel passed out with a virtual reality headset on his face. Oh, yeah. True fact. I knew it was coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for betraying you, honey. I knew it was coming. (laughs) You knew it was coming? Oh, yeah. I fall asleep anywhere. (laughs) So when I had that thing on, I was like, it's probably going to happen one day. And it sure did. A lot quicker than I thought it would, though. You have narcolepsy? No, just... His, like, man cave has an effect on you. It's, like, perfectly, like, the the lighting is so, like, soothing, and it's, like, a little bit warm in there, but not too hot. (laughs) And Daniel's always sleep-deprived and dehydrated, so what do you expect? Do you fight it when it's happening? Do you recognize that it's happening, and do you fight, try to fight through it? Yeah, but I think now that, like... I'm doing the same things that I used to do when I was a teenager. Now that I'm like 34 years old, there's the the window of opportunity to fight is very small now. <laughs> a lot of times I just wake up in a stupor. 
Wow. It's uh, it's hilarious the the image of you in in my mind with the headset on. Yeah, it's like glowing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like glowing blue beam coming off the front of my face. You can tell his neck hurts. Oh. Actually, yeah, that would that that would suck. You would wake up in pain. I apologize. That's not and you wake up to me screaming, "God damn it, Daniel!" Mm-hmm. That's the secret, though. I'm always in pain. Jeez. Daniel, it's time for the Q and A. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) We're going to start tonight with something a little bit uh, different. Um, uh, Trailer Park Podcast is proud to present the first ever edition of Finish It. Uh, This is where... um, we're going to try and fill in the blanks to a few statements. Uh, some of it's related to the lineup tonight. Some of it is not. Uh, the first one I have here is Thor's mistress is a blank. Bisexual. That's a good choice. Okay. Actually, the correct answer is um, Thor's mistress is a giantess. Yeah, she's a giant. And he had Bisexual. Th- three children with his giant uh, mistress and... Huh. How how you like way bigger than him? Well, have you seen the giants in the movies? They're big. They're big. Like they can hold him in their hand. Sure. That big. Sure. He's just pounding him in there. I don't know. He three children with the giant mistress. No children with his wife. Oh yeah, but they are gods though. And if you read like stories of gods having sex, it's very bizarre. It's like he ejaculates and it turns into a caterpillar and that caterpillar dies and then a seed grows out of it and then there's a, a woman walks over the seed and then there's a baby. <laughs> okay. Well, in this uh, Norse mythology, uh, Thor is giving it to a giant. That's how that's how good Thor is. That's Vikings. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Don't make me don't make me play a calm. You keep that up. Keep it up. Do it. That's what you <laughs> That's when he that's when he blows it. So you're saying Thor is a grower, not a shower? Uh, I'm saying he's probably a shower and a grower. Do you, you see? You think he gets like as big as her when they have sex, or wait, or do you think that he's like just as big as her vagina? I think just his. his penis. I think his cock is so huge that he would probably kill his wife if he had sex with her. Oh, he's like oh, not hammer. Yeah, yeah. According to Norse mythology, Ragnarok refers to blank. The uh, a rock that's on its period. Uh, City of Gods. Uh, answer, uh, Ragnarok is Thor's penis. That's that's a Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, it actually means the end of a cycle and or uh, Armageddon or starting anew. Oh. Samsara. An apocalyptic epic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the current box office champion of 2017 is blank. It. It. Yeah. I think. Nay, nay. Uh, uh, Kingsman 2. It's actually um, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> What? Yeah. That happened so long ago. Oh, yeah. That was forever ago. Yeah. Mm. And close second, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're still in that year. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I just saw something recently announced. I think Justin Lin is coming back to do nine and ten. Nice. Got to finish it off. Mm. Oh, what do we have here? Oh, special intern question. This is specifically for the intern. Uh, What is the most number of blank you have ever been able to enter into your body. What is the most number of blank um, sexual thoughts? Uh, the answer is fingers. fingers. Oh, fingers. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say leaders. 
Hellraiser 3. Yeah. Uh, Did that have the most finger and mouth? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We should watch them all again. I agree. Yeah, we should, we should watch it. them all again and count fingers and mouths. <laughs> Our second trailer tonight is from the writer-director of Nightcrawler, which starred blank. Maggie. No. Rene Russo. Uh, Rene Russo. <sighs> it's technically accurate. <laughs> hey, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Blank. Uh, you have a hmm? connection there. That was like a good segue. Mm-hmm. Uh, blank was David S. Goye's first choice for the role of Bruce Wayne Batman in Batman Begins. Ooh. Um, Nicholas Cage. Matt nope. Damon. No. I know this, but I have forgotten. The answer is Jake Gyllenhaal. That's hey, why hey, I forgot. Jake. Hey, <laughs> Jake. Uh, Blank is probably the greatest actor of, of this generation. Uh, Edward Norton. Chris Pine. <laughs> My name is Nathan, and I am a Gyllenholic. Uh, oh, one more special intern question. Would you rather blank a guy's asshole or let him blank you in the ass? <laughs> hmm? What could possibly go in there? Um, it's got to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with A. Give it to me. <laughs> no, that was number two. Like, what would you put in there that could be nice in that sentence, though? Like, whisper? <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather blow on a guy? Blow on? Would you rather? Um, rather whisper into a man's asshole? Would you rather medicate a guy's asshole or let him? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really it's dangerous. It's tough to navigate. It is. Yeah, yeah. they call that the aloe rub. All right, here we go. Uh, this next segment is called harassophilia. Hmm. With Nathan. all. <laughs> With all of the sexual harassment and pedophilia issues and rumors pouring out of Hollywood recently, Sad Sack thought it would be best that we try and stay ahead of things a little bit here at Trailer Park Podcast. You never really know who might be next. So tonight we take a closer look at some of the actors from the movies in our lineup tonight and we ask if, if they were to be exposed, would it be for sexual harassment or pedophilia? Or maybe (laughs) they're... They're as clean as a whistle. Number one, Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. It'd mm. <laughs> be uh, sexual harassment. It would probably be harassment, but I do this thing in my head where it's like, I feel like his brothers would get more assaulty. But what if it's because he looks so nice and that's he's the worst one? Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? One of the Hemsworths is with Miley Cyrus. Liam. Lee, okay, then yeah, his brother is more rapey. Chris is fine. Yeah, Chris is, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go clean his whistle. <laughs> okay, we got, we, got, uh, we got two clean as the whistles, I think. I'm going to go sexual harassment with the intern. Yeah. Tell you who I am. You know, I'm Thor. She says, you're Thor. I can hardly walk. Okay. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, a little harassment. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tom Hiddleston. I don't know who that is. That's Loki. Loki? Oh. Uh, that would be pedophilia yeah he's a pedo Ooh, it would fall that way yeah he's like a true nerd that, that one I've, I've heard him on podcasts he's got a little bit of that basement dweller in him yeah i'm, I'm going pedophilia for hiddleston myself oh, tough break fits his character though he's a bad guy daniel what's your final verdict um uh, yeah i'll go pedo <laughs> okay all right often in these situations um uh the the woman is more naked than the man and- uh number three uh denzel washington hmm I think he's fine now, but I bet when he was younger, he no, was harassy. He's he's older. He's got to be sexually harassment. 
I bet now. Really? I bet like now that he's settled in for a while, he's sort of old Hollywood now. I bet there's a little bit of like expectation. I don't know. It's like Viola, if you want this role. No. Except it's like he's doing that to that pudgy guy in uh, Equalizer that he's helping lose weight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is the best part of that movie. It's it so is. weird. <laughs> he's like, do you want to lose weight? Equalizer 2 coming in 2018. I, I'm uncomfortable with this one because I love Denzel. I'm going clean as a whistle for Denzel. Yeah. Mm. I'll go a little rassy. Daddy, could you show my friends the magic finger? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. You okay. want to see the magic finger? <laughs> All right, number four. Colin Farrell. Oh. I'm, oh. Assault. Uh, full both? on rape. I'm going to side with the intern here. I'm going to say both as well. And probably more things. Both? I don't know. He seems like old school Irish, like, Sort yeah, of like, like aggressive hit your assault. Wife. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't. I don't see kids in that. I just see him just like just brutally raping a woman. But um, he's gonna butt fuck his father with his mother's headless corpse. You ever hurt anybody again? I'll come back and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. Yeah, he's he's keeping it age appropriate, and he's and he's teaching him something. <laughs> right, fuck. it's a lesson. You, fuck, you. <laughs> What happened to your shoes? Fire! Fire! it all! Yeah. I'm going to say both, but yeah, he'd probably just rape the shit out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, uh, Matt Damon. Ooh. Uh, I feel like Matt Damon, he seems like he's super clean, so he's probably a pedophile. Right. I'm actually going to go a little more specific even and say, like, I think he's... A little bit smarter than Affleck. And I think he knows to not partake himself, but really loves to watch. Mm-hmm. He's a cuckold. <laughs> he's a cuckold. Yeah, I think he's a procurer. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's a greasy cuckold. <laughs> he's like, hey, you ever met Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> Here's a key card. Buddy. 13th floor. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Do you cuckold. want a future? This yeah, segment's got to go. I'm really embarrassed about <laughs> Yeah, this is a great one. Let's keep I'm going. Really embarrassed about. <laughs> uh, well, that's that was the last one that I have prepared. If you want to introduce uh, someone else, uh, we could have a roundtable on it, Daniel. Mm, no, I'll have to come up with some like a nice list of those actors that you always see playing like cops or detectives in, the, in like suited police officers in movies. Like they're always around playing these bit characters that are cops. I want to find a list of those guys. I bet that's just full of them. What about a woman? Oh yeah. Yeah, we get some of those in there. Okay, all right. Til- Tilda? Oh, shit. Oh, she's a national treasure. How dare you? She is a national treasure. Tilda didn't talk for five years or something. There's some weird shit going on in her past. Yeah, like I can see her not really being into it, but just being in such some crazed delusion where she thinks you're like an alien baby. All right, standard battle cry tonight, followed by our lineup, which, as mentioned, could be the greatest lineup that we've ever had before. Daniel. Nathan. Our headliner tonight, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. 
here we go. Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? Well, it's a long story. us off worried or excited i'm actually pretty excited about thor ragnarok as much as i bitch and moan about marvel (laughs) this looks like a lot of fun and the zeppelin's killing it and cape blanchett looks awesome goldblum is some creepy uh, pedophilia ish uh grandmaster guy (laughs) uh yeah no, some sort of <clears throat> weird battle. I mean, Ragnarok, I think in the Norse mythology, Thor is supposed to die in Ragnarok. He's supposed to kill his ultimate arch nemesis, and that is what uh, restarts the cycle of life or something. Like, it's a super crazy major event. But hey, we've got Infinity War Part 1 and 2 on the horizon. We can't kill Thor or Hulk. Maybe Loki. Loki might finally bite the dust. But I'm excited because it looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I've noticed, it seems like they were trying to do Thor and maybe even Thor 2, which is what was the problem in the regular superhero universe. You know, because he hangs out with that of the Avengers, they try to fit him in with the, the Hulk movies and the Spider-Man movies and the uh, Iron Man movies when he really belongs with the Guardians of the Galaxy and like the weird shit, which it looks like that's how they're sp- They're marketing this one, especially with that Zeppelin playing in the background. Everything's like, hey, look, it's like more we're having a good time in the weird space place Mm -hmm. instead of, uh, oh, are these elves? What are these elves? Are there we hate them or something? So, like, I don't know. This is I haven't seen any of them because I just haven't wanted to. For some reason, I've avoided all all three so far. But I think this might be one that I'm excited about. You haven't seen any Thor's. A little bit, yeah. Well, it wasn't the first write... one. First one had Portman, so I was out, and then the second write... one just I, don't, I was like, I don't, I don't care about that one. Let me write down here: Thor one, Thor two, Dark Worlds. Yes. Um. Okay. All right. 
Sorry, just preparing my burden list uh, candidates for tonight. <laughs> Going to have to navigate a minefield here, cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amanda? Oh, man. I hate to start the party off this way, but I'm not feeling it. Um, I don't care for Thor. I've seen the first one. I've seen parts of the second one. I will admit that this one does seem at least markedly different. And so it's better in that respect. But there's something about the Zeppelin and the quippiness and the craziness that for me, all it all this trailer did was make me think of Star Trek Beyond and how much I hated that fucking movie. So I'm worried. <laughs> Intern? So Led Zeppelin also played some music in another trailer that made it seem like Suicide Squad was going to be great. And that didn't happen. Also, DC just makes much better movies than Marvel. So I feel like this is really going to fail a lot. It does seem like it's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy meets wrestling over the top. Marvel had an identity and now they've lost it. I'm pretty worried. Daniel, I I hate him. (laughs) I think this is going to be a big piece of garbage worried. A big piece of garbage worried. Right down the middle, 50-50 on Thor Ragnarok. Why do you hate me? I thought it'd be funny to say. Trailer 2. Stars Denzel Washington from the writer-director of Nightcrawler, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, This is Roman J. Israel Esquire. Gyllenhaal is not in this movie, though. It's just in another movie. Unfortunately, yes. uh, He is not starring in this film. Warnthal James Simpson. <laughs> Esquire. That's what I was forgetting. Right. Wait, give it to me again. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Here we go. Mr. Ramirez was told he was not under arrest, and yet he was refused use of the bathroom. That's a violation of civil rights. You can wait and address this at trial. Oh, I would like to address it now. I'm just saying... Mr. Israel, if guards in this courtroom would not allow you to use the bathroom, you would, by all definition, be detained. I'm going to hold you in contempt if you continue to pursue this. You're asking me to obey an erroneous court decision, and you tell me to wait. In my experience, wait. Okay, find you in contempt. Voluntary manslaughter, it's a good deal. It's an enema of sunshine. Sorry for taking a nanosecond off of your assembly line rubber stamp existence. Hello? Everybody looking at you crazy. Roman Israel, we'll talk about what to expect if you are arrested. We're gonna rap. I don't mean hip hop. I'm sorry. Why are the sisters standing and the brothers sitting? That's gendered and sexist. And and polite. And patronizing. And polite. This law firm has run a deficit for years. You're firing me? You were the cornerstone of activism. You're inspiring. I'm tired of doing the impossible for the ungrateful. You gotta make a living. Take care of yourself. I am. I know where CJ's hold up. What's that worth? A lot. Don't tell nobody. Everything we discuss will be confidential. The man who did it, I know where he is. I want the reward, cash. The world is a ghetto. 
The world is full of wonderful things. Well, what do you think? When can I move in? I just heard something about you from a solid source. You knew where I was. God! I got you. Anytime I want. God! These are dangerous people. Roman, I'm concerned about you. I went to war last night. I've been dealing with depression ever since an adolescent. You don't just walk away from this. I'm not walking away. I could finish this. Each one of us is greater than the worst thing we've ever done. Intern, worried or excited? Well, you know, I feel like this is a age-appropriate role for Denzel, and I feel like he's gonna try and push really hard for another Academy Award. And I am a big fan of Nightcrawler. I just wish that Jake was in this movie. Mm. Just, Nathan, do you agree? That's what's lacking uh, from the trailer. Obviously, if if Colin, if Farrell, the the rapist pedophile wasn't in this movie <laughs> and it was Jake instead, then I'd probably be more excited. But I'll go with excited. I'm excited. I want to watch this. The director's uh, proven himself worthy with the last one, and uh, I think this will be a nice follow-up. Activist gets dirt on him and gets a little dangerous to get the job done. Am I right? I'm feeling the spirit of Nightcrawler underneath this trailer, where it just spirals out of control and he keeps... Biting off more than he can chew, trying to accomplish something good by getting his hands dirty, and it may get dark. I'm obviously excited. You had me at Nightcrawler. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to watch the trailer. Pretty much. Pretty much. Amanda? I'm struggling with this one. I um I think Denzel is going to give a solid to great performance. Uh there I I think I like the general story arc. Um but I'm concerned about it meandering a little bit because the trailer sort of tr- got boring for me. And if if the three minute trailer started to lose me, I'm worried about, you know, a two plus hour movie. Um, I can see it going either way, but I'll give Den Zell and the director the benefit of the doubt and say excited. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, two hour and nine minute drama. Go. <laughs> Oh, it's funny that she brought up the trailer meandering because I thought the same thing. I thought the trailer was almost over and then all of a sudden it kicks off into the story of him being an old-time activist and changing his job and going back into it. And then there's corruption and weird shit going on and then his hair's big and it's slicked back. And um, <laughs> A lot of hair acting. A lot of hair acting going on in this one. Yeah, I feel like there is a cool story in this movie that I'll probably catch on TV sometime worried. <laughs> also the character's just not like to me Nightcrawler wasn't it was more the creepiness of Gyllenhaal and this just yeah. doesn't have any of that it's almost like a really serious take on Eddie Murphy's Norbit basically what you're saying is that Gyllenhaal's performance carried Nightcrawler to its success if anyone comes across as a rapist pedophile it's Jake right I'm sorry, what the fuck did what? you just say? <laughs> say he could perfectly act like one because he's such a great right. actor. Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth, Daniel. Okay. Uh, trailer number three tonight, uh, The Fulcrum. Yes. 
Um, Finally. Looks like we... Oh, it's doing very... It's actually been released already. It's doing very good at the box office. Uh, it is Boo 2, a Medea uh, Halloween. Fuck you. <laughs> No, it's not. He's got something good. Yes. I know what it is. It's actually uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Here we go. We, we don't have to worry about nothing. Because we got the fire and we're burning one hell of a something. They're gonna see us from outer space. Yeah, I'm really sorry about Bod. It's nothing serious. No, it is. Like we're the stars of the human race. Human race. Where did you two go? When the lights started out, they don't know what they heard. Check the match, playing loud, giving love to the world. How did his father die? A surgeon never kills a patient. An anesthesiologist can kill a patient, but a surgeon never can. Don't be scared, Mom. You'll see. You won't be able to move either. So get used to it. Where is she? What did you do to her? I don't understand why I should have to pay the price. Why my children should have to pay the price. It's the only thing I can think of. As close to justice. We can light it up, 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 so they can put it out, out, out. All right, Daniel, are you worried or excited about the killing of a sacred deer? I'm excited. This has grown on me. Like, it always piqued my interest, but I've seen this trailer so many times now, and thankfully, I'm more into it a little bit every time. It's a weird... The, the little blurbs that it's shooting out at you between scenes is really odd because it's like full-blown psychological horror. Then there's all this creepy, weird disease that's making children paralyzed, but maybe also adults. It's not quite clear. And then it just throws out that it's like this crazy revenge saga. And you're like, whoa, what kind of revenge is taking place in this universe where children are getting this paralysis disease? Or is it a disease? Or is it just that he's fucking up surgery on his own kids to like keep them in his house locked down? I don't know what's going on, but it's interesting. And at first, I found it so grinding, that girl singing in the background. But it's kind of taken on a creepy tone now that I appreciate. I'm excited. Stephen, a charismatic surgeon, is forced to make an unthinkable sacrifice after his life starts to fall apart when the behavior of a teenage boy he has taken under his wing turns sinister. Mm, so yeah, I don't know. There's all... Yeah, there's obviously something going on with the, the weird yeah. boy, the yeah. weird teenage boy, whatever. The way he eats that spaghetti? I mean, that's how I eat spaghetti, but... <laughs> Reminds me of... Uh, we need to talk about Kevin, the way that he was eating those chestnuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, not as severe, but... It also has Alicia Silverstone in it. I didn't see her in the trailer. Oh, wow. Amanda, what say you about oh, this I'm deer? super... Duper excited. Sorry, you <laughs> off. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say deer killing. What say you about this deer killing? Because it sounded hip and cool. <laughs> All the millennials are into it. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. I'm, I love that recently we've been seeing a lot more sort of elevated horror movies. 
Some of them have been good. Some of them have not been good. But I like the attempt at least um, and the trend. So I hope that the quote persuasion is at least mostly accurate and that it is as sort of gripping and suspenseful as they would make it uh, seem to be. Um, Nicole Kidman has a good range, I think, for being both scary and um, acting afraid. So uh, I'm into it. I'm into the cast and I'm, I want to know what happens. Excited. Intern? Um, I'm really excited about uh, directors coming up. Like the show has been on for a few years now. So directors that uh, did something in the first few episodes or like their second movies are coming out or the next movie that they've done are coming out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lobster, I think was one of my favorite movies from last year or the year before. Um, and this looks like it's going to be great. The only thing that I feel like could be an issue is uh, if that girl sings that whole song and there's no cuts to other scenes, that's going to be a hard, hard couple minutes. <laughs> just, just a still <laughs> shot of her just singing. Because um, that's what it sounds like happens because they got that whole song in there and I, I don't think they're going to be cutting back and forth because Yurgos Lanthimos doesn't do cut scenes. It's <laughs> all right. It'll probably be like a nice faraway shot. She's leaning against a tree singing that song and then slowly coming into frame on one side and slowly exiting the other side. It's like someone crawling with paralyzed legs. Nice slow zoom, um, but I'm I'm uh, really excited for this. So yeah, bring on the uh, killing of all the sacred deer. I will join the party. Yes, Nicole Kidman has grown on me. Colin Farrell, I have be- I have has had such a journey with Colin Farrell. <laughs> you know, all, I think we all have. Yeah, I hated his fucking guts for so long, and now I just find. I, I find myself just being amused by him, and I'm I'm no longer interested in evaluating him as an actor or caring whether he's talented or not. Now I just find him amusing. Yeah, he's he's charmed me. Yeah, when I it's like uh, characters and people or comedians or whoever, um, when they're stressed out and when things are happening to them that are bad, it entertains you. And the more bad shit that happens to Colin Farrell, the more amused I get. <laughs> So, yeah, he looks like he's going to be running around, stressed out, trying to handle a bunch of shit, and possibly just all of it falls apart on him. And, yeah, I'm definitely in. I I think I'm actually more interested in this than I was in The Lobster, even though I probably said I was excited about The Lobster as well and still haven't watched it. So I will probably watch this for sure, and then if I really like it, maybe I'll watch The Lobster. I'm in that exact same boat. So you're exasperated. Colin yeah. Farrell excited. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> I am butt fuck your father with your mother's headless corpse excited. <clears throat> All right. Trailer number four is a treat. It is the winner of the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year. It is called The Square. The square. Here we go. What are the biggest challenges in running a museum? We're a museum of modern and contemporary art, so we need to present art that is the art of today, art that is absolutely cutting edge, and the competition is fierce. If you place an object in a museum, Mm. for instance, if we took your bag, 
and placed it here. Would that make it art? Ah. Her til efteråret præsenterer vi den argentinske kunstner og sociolog Lola Arias og hendes udstilling, som hedder The Square. Vi kan ikke som museum lade os skræmme af udtrykte overskridte grænser. Det kan vi ikke gøre. Fram en fantastisk buffé. Svampfylld rostad majskyckling med... Jag vill jättegärna ta det lite lugnt. Lugnt här! How often would you say that you take women that you don't know very well and have sex with them? You know their names? Yeah. So what's my name? Square er en frizone, hvor tilbud og omsorg råder. I den har vi alle lige rettigheder og forpligtelser. Amanda, were you excited? Oh man. Um, I don't know what to make of this, really. Uh, I found I, I laughed a few times. I was pretty uncomfortable a few times. Uh, I, I'm sure it's really, really good. I, I, I know that if I turned it on, I would like it. I don't know that I want to do that, though. Uh, uh, excited. Mm -hmm. Was it? It was that when that song kicked in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what did it. This, this to me looks like. Art school confidential mixed with murder party. Anybody here ever seen murder party? No, I have not. It's sort of it's like a, a, a part of it or an element of that movie is that there's this killer and he's making his way through this super like fucking pretentious apartment complex that's been converted into this art museum and the live action art that's taking place in it is so stupid that he can just literally walk in and murder people and everyone just thinks it's part of the art and he's just get, getting away with it and so it's got like a real like rough dry sarcastic element to it and art school confidential is like real sort of breezy and lighthearted about how stupid art can be and this looks like a big mix of all of that and just a nice layer of weird on it too i think i'm excited i'm in i'm gonna come in on top of you daniel and i'm gonna say that this reminds me of Birdman in that a bunch of pretentious people who are voting uh, voted for a movie about pretentious people celebrating being pretentious. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that this is mocking that pretentiousness, whereas Birdman was a little bit more subtle and people actually took it seriously and became pretentious, which is actually probably what makes Birdman a masterpiece, to be honest, is because people like the intern became pretentious without even realizing they were being pretentious. And that was its goal. And I refused. I, I put my foot down and said no. But in this situation, because I can see that they're having fun with um, mocking 
being pretentious, I'm on board because it's being a little bit more transparent and a little bit less divisive. I'm excited about this two hour and 22 minute movie. Oof. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need the uh, non art film festival version, please. <laughs> and it's directed by Ruben, Ruben Ostland. Mm, of course it is. <laughs> of course. Intern? I, I believe that this will be grand. It could be in the Criterion Collection at some point. And, uh, and it does relate to Birdman, which was fantastic. And I, I embrace my pretension. I pretentiously am excited for the square in all its Birdman Criterion glory. And stay tuned for the sequel in 2018, The Circle. Are they going to do the triangle? The rectangle? Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> all right. Final trailer of the night in this lineup, which has gone down as possibly, I'm sure you all agree, uh, quite possibly the best lineup we've ever had here on TPP. Uh, trailer number five is directed by George Clooney, written by the Coens and starring Matt Damon. It is Suburbicon. Suburbicon. Here we go. Welcome to Suburbicon, a town of great wonder and excitement. Hey there. Built with the promise of prosperity for all. Nikki, you need to get up. There are men in the house. Son, there's something I have to tell you. Those men killed mom. We've decided it'd be best if your Auntie Margaret came and stayed with us. Nikki needs a mother. We'll be strong. We'll be fine. Mr. Lodge? Yes. You know a character named Rizzoli? He's a loan shark. If you were into the mob for money, that might explain what happened to your wife. Hi, pal. <gasps> this is the last time that clown's gonna ignore us. Take care of a kid. These animals took everything from us. I have to make decisions like what's best for the family. Any progress on the investigation? A mobster got killed a couple of days ago. I can end the conversation real quick. Sorry for his loss. Of life? Yeah, I guess he probably is too. Nobody's I'm here to collect. What do you want? I want all of it. All of it. Nothing like this ever happens here. This is a safe place. It was. Would you like a cup of coffee? I could have you killed in no time. Could kill you too. <laughs> All right, back to the host, Nathan, worried or excited. All right, this brings up uh, a pet peeve of mine. 
The pet peeve being trailers that misrepresent movies. It is cut as a comedy. The music, the scenes they're showing you, it's painting it as this comedic uh, thing. Like, Coen Brothers wrote it, blah, blah, blah. But there's going to be zero comedy in this movie outside of what you just saw in the trailer. This is a crime drama mystery on IMDb. There is n- Comedy is not mentioned. <laughs> yeah, weird. They threw that out like it was some sort of a caper or something, yeah. So, and I also know that this movie was in development hell for a very long time, and the Coen brothers were originally going to do it, and they didn't, and it just took forever to get made. And it's just, I, I think, I, I got this hunch that it's just Damon and Clooney hanging out together, making a movie written by the Coen brothers, and everything in the movie in between the scenes we saw in the trailer is going to be mediocre. This is going to be a mediocre, disappointing movie, and I don't give a shit worried. Wow. Intern? Oh, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> um, pretty much everything that Nathan said, uh, the opposite. Excited. Hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be on Team Nathan because uh, I have I've read a little bit about this movie. I didn't mean to. Um, but I think that, yes, this trailer is this way because the movie's not very good. So they had to make a trailer that was completely different from the film to make people want to see it. I think that it's going to be boring and the story's going to meander and it's going to be confusing and it's going to be forgettable. There's a reason the Coen brothers didn't want to do it. And George Clooney, I like Clooney fine as an actor. He's not that good of a director, though. Like Monuments Men was pretty bad. Ides of March is just okay. Um so I'm not a, I, that perspective isn't a selling point for me. I'll give I'll give a bump to Confessions of a Dangerous Mind though because that's Rockwell. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I didn't know Clean directed that. It was his first movie that he directed. Uh, worried, super worried, way 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 worried. See, this is interesting. This is why I'm glad that you guys went before I did. <laughs> because well, are, are it, you this... are are you cuckold excited? Because <laughs> it was also it also speaks to the art of the trailer, which is that they. You're probably right. They probably did take a look at this movie and go, we got to fun this up. So they put a badass song over top of it, get everybody jumping in their seats. And then there's a super effective way of like cutting back and forth to Damon, squeezing those hand exercisers, like building a lot of tension and like background climax, like giving the trailer a spine. It's like trying to say it's it's like the informant, but it's not. And if you know a lot about the Coen brothers, uh, filmography there's nobody out there that says oh you just have to see miller's crossing you know because it's pretty slow and it's kind of meh yeah there's a lot of slow mediocre coen brothers out there and i yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with you guys on this one and go worried trailer looks exciting it's a good, maybe it's hiding a worried movie it's a good com- comment though that the art of the trailer like it should like the trailer should be commended because it is trying to spin it. And to the lesser intelligent person, it probably does (laughs) excite them or trick them into thinking they should be excited. No, it does look good because they've got, you know, it's the Damon being like a nerdy dad and having to kill these gangsters. Oscar Isaac looks suave as fuck Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of scary as like the the mob. Oh, I think he's going to be the highlight of the movie. The mob boss. Yeah, I'm sure that he will as well. And there's like weird like riots going on in this suburbia. And you know what? With Clooney and Damon and all that crew, there's probably some sort of like hidden like message. Illuminati bullshit? In this movie. Just <laughs> no, not Illuminati, just message. There's there's going to be preaching somewhere in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Worried. 
So just as a heads up, the other movies that are listed with the same crime thriller thriller drama are Blood Simple, um, No Country for Old Men, and you could Fargo. Argue it's comedy and Fargo. Those are the three. Hey, Fargo has no comedy tag. No, mm-hmm. those but are they, all. But they talk funny movies. <laughs> what? But they talk funny. Yeah, and I thought it was played in a lighthearted way, the way that he. Uh, <laughs> Buscemi in that movie just the more oh I think I take pleasure in how upset people get I think that's a thing <laughs> all, all great movies I find comedy in uh, almost everything the Coen brothers do all right well there is a slim opportunity here in the future for the intern to rub us in our faces otherwise I think we're mostly worried here <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the roundtable where we discuss the burden list and the archive update tonight. A trailer park podcast first. We are going to do the archive update first, and then we're going to do the burden list. Just because we like to shake shit up. Just deal with it, okay? That's how we're doing it tonight. Fuck off. All right. But stay with us. We love you. Thank you. Right. While you are the cool million, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, Between five and ten million. (laughs) Instead of fuck off, fuck stay. (laughs) Fuck stay. What is this? What do we have here? What is this? Let me see. I came from far away to give something to you today. Goes back into the past, into the archives where the other lineups are. Watch the movie. <laughs> All right, intern. Wow. Oh work I'm work so your magic. I'm glad that that wasn't me. Work your magic. For the first time. All right. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play a game, and Amanda's going to have full control of what's going to happen here. Okay. But it's going to be 56 versus 57. Uh, you're going to guess which movie i like more if you're correct i'm going to let you uh correct this intern burden list (laughs) and give me three burden movies which will replace all this bigfoot nonsense i get to give you three movies if i win yeah or also if i lose because that's what you want to happen (laughs) um well (laughs) uh I don't. This hasn't been approved by the uh, Sad Sack Studios. the CEO. I so. don't think that we should be replacing anything. I think you can add. You can add movies to it for sure. Um, if you lose, uh, I'll let you choose two movies from the next lineup that I'll watch, which was the lineup made for you. Okay. Um. So here we go. Fifty-six. We had Money Monster as the headliner. A bigger splash. The Darkness as the fulcrum. The Nice Guys, and Angry Birds. And 57 was X-Men Apocalypse as the headliner. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. The Conjuring 2 as the fulcrum, the phenom, and Swiss Army Men. Okay. So, it's going to be very tough for me. I'm not going to lie. Money Monster versus X-Men Apocalypse. Which one do you think I liked more? What was Money Monster about? Who was in it? Money Monster had George Clooney in it, and it was directed by uh, Nell. Okay. Um, Don't tell her. And that guy that can't speak English. 
It was about the guy who goes on the TV show about stocks and investing, and he holds George Clooney hostage on TV, and Julia <laughs> Roberts is behind the scene on the headset. It was I a blacklist movie. feel like I, I'm almost certain that Intern didn't like Apocalypse, so I'll go with the money movie. Okay. Next up, A Bigger Splash versus Never Stop, Never Stopping. What's A Bigger Splash? Bigger Splash is... Uh, that's a difficult movie to explain. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is a um, famous a rock person. A star who loses her voice. Yeah. And, and she's, uh, some nefarious shit happens. Yeah, she's taking a break on a island and Ray Fiennes is there and Dakota... What's-her-nuts from Fifty Johnson. Shades of Grey, Dakota Johnson. Uh, a drama thriller versus a comedy. I, I'll go with Tilda. Tilda, okay. Uh, Fulcrum Time, The Darkness versus The Conjuring 2. Crap versus crap. Crap versus crap. The bacon versus a way too long sequel. Shit. Oh god. I don't remember the darkness. Uh god. At all. Didn't the darkness have Kevin Bacon in it? Is that the yeah, wrong one? Is that the wrong one in turn? Did it have Kevin Bacon in it? Oh, that's Kevin Bacon in it. Okay. Oh god damn it. Um fuck the conjuring. I don't know. Okay. Uh Next up, The Nice Guys versus The Phenom. Honey, pull those up for me. Uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling versus Ethan Hawke. And Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Basically, do you remember The Nice Guys? Like, drunken... Father. Like, <laughs> fucking hitmen. A baseball movie. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Oh. Oh, my God. What are these? Fuck. These options. These options. What are these? Uh... Sad lineups from the past. Is that what you want to say? Go ahead. The nice ahead. guys. Okay. Uh, and then <laughs> this one should be easy. Yeah, Angry Birds movie. versus Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I did like Money Monster more than X Men Apocalypse. So you got a point there. Um, a bigger splash and Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. I actually like both of them the same. So I'll give you a point for Bigger Splash. Um, the Darkness and The Conjuring. Uh, I would have picked The Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, Nice Guys versus the Phenom. Nice Guys is better, and Swiss Army Man is definitely better. Woo! Now, for bonus points... Is that a five out of five? That's it's a, a five out sweep. of five on movies that I have not seen any of them. <laughs> you haven't seen Swiss Army Man? No. Oh, you gotta watch Swiss Army Man. What? You watched it without me. Yeah, you betrayed me. Oh, That's the best God. movie in this li- these two lineups. Um, you can watch it together. Daniel will pass out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for bonus points, what two movies did I not watch? Out of all ten of those? Yeah. One from each lineup. You didn't watch Angry Birds? No, I did. You did? You watched that piece of garbage? Yeah. He didn't watch The Darkness. You didn't watch The Darkness. I didn't watch The Darkness. Okay. I'm just going to guess again, just to see. Uh, the Conjuring. Did you skip The Conjuring too? No, I watched that just before this podcast. <laughs> it's got to be Phenom. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Phenom. So, uh, yeah, Amanda... What would you like to do? I get to. You can you can give me uh, three replacements, mm. or uh, or you can. Uh, no wait. You wait, can wait, give wait. me two options on the next one that wait, I'll wait, watch wait. for sure. Wait wait wait. So is she replacing your entire burden list with three movies, or she can replace any three of the Sasquatch movies with different movies? Yeah, you can replace any three of the Sasquatch movies with different movies. Okay, provided that she leaves Little Bigfoot, Letters from the Big Man. And no, any of the Sasquatch movies, which means the only ones that really couldn't be removed would be Creature from the Black Lagoon and this uh, monster nonsense. 
Right, I'm saying that... Love in the Time of Monsters, because those aren't actually Bigfoot movies. I'm saying that Little Bigfoot and Letters from the Big Man are non-negotiable foundations of your burden. Right. Oh, no, there is no foundation. <laughs> so well, this the has, capture of Bigfoot can go, and the legend of... Was that Bagger Crotch? Oh, I love that poster. <laughs> Baggy that Creek. That poster Creek. is so awesome. Boggy Creek. <laughs> okay. Here, uh, Amanda. I, 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 I want... I will... I'll be replacing it at, at least... At least two of your Sasquatch movies, but I'm going to need a little bit of time to think about what I want to give you. Yeah, she okay. wants. She needs some time, intern. It's okay. Can't just put her on the spot and say, hey, put movies up there. Yeah. Yep. This is really fun, actually. Just, just replace them with more Sasquatch. Two more viewings. Of the <laughs> I'm not doing that. Just more Sasquatch. <laughs> he watches so much for us. Oh, like there's got to be more too. We, we'll find some more Sasquatch movies to replace those with. Oh my god, Amanda, can you please put Poultrygeist <laughs> on his bird list? <laughs> no, I will not do that. Just no. hunting the legend. Just so you guys know, the rules of this burden list. Once I watch these, they'll be going on your guys' burden list. Yeah, you're because as per the rules <laughs> of the burden list. No, we can we can challenge, and if I mean as per the rules of the burden list, you'd have yeah, to you watch can, it to decide. You can challenge. So I can oh, yeah. challenge rules anymore. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> We're the fucking producers uh, of this show, and this. We'll I, didn't, I barely understood your reward to Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. understand the whole two next time thing. I was like, that's going to confuse everyone. That's okay. <laughs> this works out. Yeah, Amanda's going to replace the intern. <laughs> three of these movies. No, she's going to replace whatever, whatever she, she wants. She said at least two. She didn't commit to three. Quit trying to put words in her mouth. I'm ready for stuff like uh, Casablanca. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want mm-hmm. some like classics? Yeah. You should try to find a Casablanca Sasquatch movie. No, there is. There's a... There's a horror movie from the 60s or something called Ape Man. I think that belongs on there. I think so. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> All right. On to the burden list. Intern. The burden list. Is a list of it's, items that yeah, need to be appreciated. That needs to be appreciated. Correct. That uh, They do uh, require insight and understanding of a gentleman in order to be removed from the list. And, um, and, if, and if you're an intern, then you have to you appreciate and understand um, the quality uh, behind Sasquatch movie. Right. Well, I did watch Harry and the Hendersons, and uh, we talked about quality. Yeah, what a trooper. Yeah. Um, so you guys have uh, way too many movies on your burden list, uh, so hopefully you each watched a movie. Um, but basically, uh, you guys torment each other by putting uh, sometimes entertaining movies on each other's uh, list of movies to watch in order to appreciate. So you guys go up on each other first, give each other options. Um, Daniel, do you have uh, some options for Nathan? I do have some options for Nathan. Nathan, tonight, uh, the running theme is going to be fighting. Now, I have, let me just get to my list here. I'm going to give you three main male stars, and you have to choose based solely off of them. Male actor leads of the action-based movie genre. Fighting. Fight movie. Fighting. Right. Fighting right. movie. Okay. All right. Option number one. The better Roberts, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Well, that's got to be, hmm, I forget mm. what that one's called, but I know I can see the the VHS box in my brain. All right. Option number two. He's one of our favorites, Nathan. James Remar. James Remar. Why am I thinking about Dexter's dad? That's who it is. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and option number three. Ben Kingsley. Oh, oh my God. That's an easy one, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? 
Yeah, Remar. Go with Sir Ben, and I cross my fingers for Sexy Beast, so I've never seen that. But hey, I yeah, I have, I have no interest in James Remar at all whatsoever. That guy can die in a fire. Um, Eric Roberts, I like him, but I don't know if I want to watch him in a fighting scenario. I don't really care. I'm gonna go with Sir Ben. Sir Ben Kingsley. Nathan, these are all video games with a heavy fighting element to them. You'll be watching Uwe Boll's masterpiece, Blood Rain. Blood Rain? Mm-hmm. Is that that R-A-Y-N-E movie? Yep. With Christiana Loken? Sure. The, the chick from Terminator 3. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm real excited. Uh, yeah, he must have been. He must have owed someone a favor. It's fantastic. But honestly, there was no good option in this lineup. Eric Roberts, of course, uh, the villain in Dead or Alive, and James Remar picking up where the first actor left off to continue the legend of Raiden, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Wow. Who played it before Remar? You guessed it, Christopher Lambert. Wow. Wow, indeed. In turn, is it my turn? Okay. Yeah, it's your go. Give us some options. All right. In tribute to the previous game we played earlier, um, the the fill-in-the-blanks game, uh, I took the taglines from a few movies and put some blanks in them. Number one is, a blank makes his own justice. Mm. Number two, sex is not a blank, it's a business. It's true. And number three, this Christmas, blank makes a comeback. Ugh. Mm, not a lot to work with here. I want to go, oh, please be something about revenge. Number one. A father makes his own justice. Daniel, only Mel knows Mel. Blood father. Blood father. Blood father. Nice. Oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, number two was King Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> And number three, of course, this Christmas, chivalry makes a comeback with Kate and Leopold. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's like one of those covers I remember seeing at the video store and just like my eyes would start to roll before it even got there. Oh, I, I have you clipped. Uh, it will it will one day reach your burden list and you will watch it and I will play back to you your perfect summation of what that movie is. <laughs> you already you just went off on a on a rant one time and just said the exact like you just nailed every, everything that happens in the movie <laughs> i was like holy shit boom that's exactly what that movie is. fantastic nathan mm. did you watch a movie i did i watched it with you you did watch it with me i know exactly what you watched tell what us is- about the black and white movie you watched the eyes of my mother we the were carving eyes. pumpkins it's halloween and that's the right thing to do mm. Uh, Amanda said that this was uh, the perfect horror movie. Well, um, yeah, it's, um, well, first of all, why did Daniel want me to watch this? Because it's the Fulcrum's Fulcrum of episode 68, one of the greasy, or greatest lineups we've ever had on TPP. Truth. Uh, greasiest. Uh, <clears throat> so greasy. So greasy. greasy. Um, I refuse to compare it to The Witch. I feel that this whole like comparative fulcrum to fulcrum nonsense needs to be thrown to the side because they're both really great movies. And why are we comparing The Witch to uh, The Eyes of My Mother? They're completely different movies and they have no business being compared to each other. So I need to put that to bed, which I have now done. Which you have now done. Um... As my mother, carving. as my mother is fucking effective. It uh, it streamlines. It keeps it nice and simple. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's like contained and it's very tight little world. And it because of that, I think it has a lot of room to just express itself in that very tight 
um, contained situation, and it it fucking executes. I'm not uh, the black and white's an interesting decision. I don't know what it would look like in color. I don't know whether that's. I mean, I think the black and white adds to it. I I kind of I'm not sure whether it would be lesser of a movie though in in color. Yeah, it's always tough. Like, does it lose its impact? Is the intensity coming just from the contrast, or is it going to stand up on its own? Exactly. Uh, the buzzwords from some review blurbs that I really liked for this movie were unnerving, elegant, and matter-of-fact monster. Yeah. I almost forget some of these parts of, these movie, mm-hmm. of, the, of this movie. The father character really stands out to me because he comes across incredibly disconnected emotionally from the murder of his wife and the nonchalance that follows with locking the murderer up in the barn and mm-hmm. I- and issuing what comes across as unspoken instructions that he must suffer endlessly for his crime and that that suffering must be patronized by his daughter. Like, it's very weird. The father character has this, I don't know. Like, I, I get that the movie doesn't really explain a lot to you, and I don't think that it should. It's just something that stands out to me. Like, the father character is definitely a major contributor to her psychological development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that, that, uh, that whole opening where the guy just shows up and asks yeah. if he can come inside, and you just know the whole time, and you're, it's like, ugh. Well, it, it, it disarms you how much of a monster that guy is at the beginning. And the fact that he takes pleasure from the killing and committing random acts of violence. But the time and attention required to punish him is what gives birth to a much more disturbing individual. Right. And her innocence and confusion is portrayed really well. And I I was looking at some of the awards this movie got, and this girl needed to be showered with applause, and she was not in terms of like actually receiving awards. Oh, yeah, she should have been. I don't think I've ever used like adorably horrifying ever. Well, it's it's really easy, I think, for like when you propose to an actor or an actress, you have to be a monster. Like it's really easy to get lost in that, isn't it? Like um, to be to objectify it too much, to not really dig into the material and really go there. And she fucking goes there. And the way that the movie's written and executed, I think really paves the way for her to do that. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like, all the elements need to come together for a movie to be exceptional. And this movie is exceptional. It's just exceptional in a very dark and disturbing way. But it is also elegant and doesn't um, apologize for anything that it's doing. And you come away from it like, um, yeah, it's, it's almost like impossible. Like, I've read some... A few blurbs where people trashed on it, and I just don't even understand. Like, why would you, like, fuck off? Like, it's absolute nonsense to trash on a movie like this. Like, complaining that the director didn't, uh, you know, tried, tried to do something new with the genre without getting the basics down first. Like, I've seen comments like that, and I'm like, where are you getting that from? That's absolute nonsense. Oh, right. They're, 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 slamming it for being like too avant-garde or something well it's obvious to me in situations like that where the content is too disturbing for them to digest in a neutral or objective fashion so if it offends them or makes them uncomfortable then they're gonna you know cast judgment on it unfairly and that's that's not doing your job as a critic yeah i i feel like the eyes of my mother uh i do have like minor complaints sort of toward the end of the movie but I honestly couldn't, can't even remember those, what they are. I just remember having them at the time. But what I, what I feel about this movie is that if you, you could use this to like trick pretentious, like European horror fans, like just make them, oh, let's check out this new French movie that I found. 
And like they would never give this movie the time of day because it was American, but it's got this foreign horror movie feel to it that I feel like you could uh, slip right in with European horror movies and no one would notice. That would be, yeah. I mean, you've watched so many more horror movies than I have. And can I, I saw you do that with Babadook too, where it's like talking about how the, the, the cultural horror movie cliche feel uh, translates immediately, uh, depending on where in the world it's from, which is really unique to me. But now that you mention it, yeah, this doesn't... I think I was expecting subtitles. <laughs> right. So there you go. And yeah, hilarious. Uh, also in a very dark way, like... I need to see your baby. I, I want to hold it. Can I hold it? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, here you go. Boom. Gone. Like, yep. into the Thank house. And and now I'm going to carve out your fucking eyes and put you in the barn so that I can put my world back to normal and I can be the mother and this can be my child. She's trying to repair her world and you see the innocence of it. But at the same time, holy shit, there's like a, a, a turn there where you're kind of on her side out of the gate because that motherfucker at the beginning deserves to be fucking punished. So to a certain degree, you're you're on team, I forget her name, but you're on her side. And then later you are against her because she that that woman does not deserve that at all, obviously. Right. So yeah, this also, you know, as an audience member, a strange 180 happens where you're fascinated by her and then you're disgusted by her but still fascinated and oh the movie's over and it was only a, a you know an hour and 15 minutes and well time to carve this pumpkin jesus christ that was disturbing yeah i just remember like i still have the image in my head of it's like it's like a, a from the top down like from the ceiling almost as she's holding her that that the guy that killed her mother after he's been there for a while like he's kind of caved and like nurtures up to her like a sad dog and she's feeding him like bits of food in the in the audio is just like and I just remember being so like <laughs> it doesn't do anything poorly so no. any any criticism you have is is mitigated to a certain degree yeah it's just so gross and beautiful gross and beautiful disturbing and elegant the eyes of my mother mm. mm-hmm. we tagline this shit ourselves <laughs> maybe that's uh, something that should happen Maybe here's something that you should, should come up with uh, taglines for each of your uh, for each of our un- picks. unburdened movies. Um, there might be something to do that. Could be the the gentlemanly way to uh, show that you've uh, appreciated the movie is by uh, adding a tagline to it. Don't fish, <laughs> asshole. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Willow Creek that can go on his burden list. That's a Sasquatch movie. That's oh, that's Jesus actually Christ. like elevated a little bit. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Not giving him Sasquatch movies. Please, Amanda. Oh, <laughs> the I, comedic I, value. It's directed I'd by uh, the original King Kong. It's directed by Bobcat Goldwave. That means nothing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's a he's a good director though. <clears throat> oh, okay. All right, uh, Daniel. I'm gonna ask you now. So I guess bye, Amanda. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Amanda. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. 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 Say goodbye to the 7.5 million. Bye, millions and millions. Amanda has left us tonight because uh, she doesn't want to hear anything about the movie that Daniel watched. Daniel, what did you watch? Uh, Nathan, if I could be a nut, what kind of nut would I be? This is a reference to a movie. I haven't seen them all. Which movie are you referring to? Nathan, I think it's known that while you're a Jill and Hollick, I'm a pine nut. Oh, my God. Oh. I didn't pick up on that. Hell or High Hell Water. Or high water. I watched Hell or High Water. Right. Did I 
start the evening trying to watch that movie. Of course not. I landed there because it was the right length and convenient <laughs> available. That said, I, I knew I wasn't going to dislike this movie, but I didn't expect that I would like it as much as I did. Yeah. I actually like this movie quite a bit because sometimes yeah. these sort of like uh, poor southern escapade adventure movies like this they have long parts in the middle where they're weeping over their families and their situations and they get caught up in a lot of drama this movie is like go 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 like it just the pacing is really good especially for this kind of setting because they're literally in just like the flattest you know central western texas where there's just nothing but just ghost towns all over the place and so this could have been so slow and sleepy and missed out on all the cool action and intensity. And it doesn't at all. It totally captures it. And I think uh, I think what did it, what what really just got me to go, oh, OK, OK, here we go, was when Chris Pine just beats the shit out of that dude at the gas station. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nathan? Mm-hmm. He like pulls up and his brother is sitting in the car, Ben Foster, and he's just kind of just yeah. being a dick and kind of arrogant and some wackos pull up and some yeah, fancy they're, Camaro. They're, uh, they're, they're shit talking each other, yeah. Yeah, and he's or like the, you guys, the, the guys in the car know. are shit talking Ben Foster. Right, the guys are shit talking Ben Foster, and he doesn't really care. And then one guy gets out of the car with a gun, and Chris Pine just comes in out of frame and just beats the living shit out of him in like five or six good punches, head slam moves, and it's so solid and gut wrenching each and every hit, and it comes out of nowhere because that's the first time the movie is truly violent. And they'll use that tactic again later, but that's the first time that it happens. And you especially don't envision it from him because they've pictured or they've labeled him as like the smarter, quieter, calmer, more rational brother. So to watch him just fucking lay into that dude, it was like John Wick style. It was great. Well, and I'll say this too. It speaks to your previous comment that the movie opens up and yeah, it feels like it should be a slow mover, but it just like it, it establishes their focus and their direction, their, their direction right away. And then they just move towards their goal and it continues to pick up pace constantly even the uh the scenes with jeff bridges and his uh, counterpart following them and stuff are kind of like a, a charming uh intermission to their you know the the increase in their intensity it's right. um and- and they, yeah. and they sort of trick the pacing there as well, because instead of having these dawdling conversations about retirement like you expect them to, it's actually Jeff Bridges just like laying into his partner and just being a dick the whole time, yeah. trying to get his partner to react. And it's, it's, it's like hilarious. And you kind of feel bad for his partner. Like you get both sides. Yeah. Like if I'm going to have to listen to Slurmouth Jeff Bridges for 90 minutes, then I want him to be a racist. Right. Because <laughs> that's more fun than him just being an old slur face. Right. But he's also he's just be, he's being like on purpose, ruthless to his partner. I think even more so because he's about to retire and this is the last time he's going to get some jabs in. And there's some great like genuine acting scenes, especially at the end. The, the scene between Jeff Bridges on the porch where he shows up at his house and sits down on his porch. Oh, they, yeah. And they have that conversation with with Chris Pine. And it's like one of those great acting scenes where what they're saying isn't what they're saying. And because of all the, all everything that's happened leading up to that point, you completely understand what they're saying to each other without having said it. And it's just great. Yeah. And it's, it's super intense. There's like this 20 second part of that scene where the, where the two of them aren't saying anything to each other. They're basically like trying to lure the other one to kill the other one. And they've, 
done so well throughout the rest of the movie to establish that. Like the only thing Chris Pine cares about is like securing his kid's future financially and everything after that is fucking gravy on top. So he has nothing to lose. And then Bridges has retired. His best friend got killed anyway by Chris Pine's brother. And so he's got nothing to lose because he's just sitting around fucking bored. So he wants to go out in a blaze of glory anyway. And why not do it to the only guy that got away from him or whatever? So the two of them just stand there on the porch just staring at each other for 20 seconds. And it's crazy intense. It's a, it's a total compliment to the writer of this movie because I think it's it's mainly the writing. I mean, they're applauding the director, but I think it's mainly the writer. T- Taylor Sheridan wrote Sicario and he wrote this. And then he wrote and directed Wind River. And Wind River is also, it's a bit slower, but it's got great intensity and great writing. He's just hitting fucking home runs over the fence constantly, this guy. Wind River, I feel like, has some of the most intense build-up scenes where just, like, explosions and intensity and action just hit peak peak moments. And it's, it's, uh, it's produced by Harvey Weinstein. So there you go. But I, I, I won't knock the director, though. I mean, I didn't necessarily no, I, think, I, oh, wow, this is directed so well. But it was also, uh, is there a way to say extremely competent and have it sound complimentary? Because that's no, what I mean. Yeah, I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm trashing on the director. I just, I think that the, the main driver behind this is the writing. And although I will pay attention to what David McKenzie does moving forward, uh, Taylor Sheridan has proven himself completely to me. And he's about to do some like crazy Western TV series or something, Taylor Sheridan. So it's going to be interesting to follow that guy. Yeah. Oh, I think I had a couple else that I have. I had just a couple of like parts that stuck out to me. Uh, I got a shit like an old goat. That one's a good one. <laughs> uh, the old, uh, the old bitch in the, in the, in the restaurant. Yeah. The old the bitch s- in the restaurant. It's like, what don't you want? <laughs> Mm-hmm. We only serve one thing, and you either don't want green beans, or you don't want corn. <laughs> so what don't you want? Right. Yeah. That was really great. Uh, what was it? There's this. Just a, this is like one of my favorite things is when when actors will obviously throw in some like little tidbit in the scene that's probably not a part of the script because it adds so much naturalness to the scene. And if it is written in there, then that just speaks to how good the writer is again. But he's like he's getting ready. So at the very beginning, Jeff Bridges is getting ready to like. You know, he's informing the men that he's with. They're at some uh, like office building or bank or something. And he's just he's he's telling his men the details. And in the middle of his of his speech, he like looks down at his his deputy and his deputy's like leaning lazily on the counter. And he's like, get get, get off the counter. And then goes back right back into what he's doing. It was so like beautiful. I was like, oh, little like it makes it makes feel so real just to like stop for a second and also speaks to his character which is that he just he likes he likes to be super straight edge when on the job oh it makes me want to watch it again i really enjoyed it hey did you listen to a jake gyllenhaal podcast i didn't oh. I, well i always remember right before we start so i put, <laughs> I put amanda on it on you know it hurts her job to remind me now so now okay. it's her fault oh, <laughs> All right. You watch any movies this week? Anything you anybody want to talk about? Mm, nope. See him one tomorrow. Yeah, you're gonna watch Blade Runner, so we can't talk about Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. I I rewatched uh, Pacific Rim, stoned, and uh, oh, don't like didn't it anymore. Watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it anymore. The cheese. The cheese, Daniel. Oh, the cheese. Charlie Hunnam is a piece of shit actor. Oh my God, he's terrible. Charlie, if you can hear me, quit. <laughs> You're terrible. I just need to 
get Nathan to watch uh, the King Kong. Oh no, Kong Skull no. Island. Kong uh, Skull Island is fantastic. Just watch, watch. No, watch sir, and, and watch that. Kong Skull Island is amazing. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> his dong. <laughs> Kong's dong is Kong dong. Fucking satisfying. I don't think you want it. Now it's going to be this thing, right? Like every movie. Oh, I'm Nathan here. Have some weed and hate this. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. You know what? I'm going to watch Pacific Rim again someday. And I will establish how I really feel about it. I will middle out. Yeah, I will middle out. But for now, for now, it concerns me. And Hunnam is a <laughs> absolute dog shit. It's true. Oh, uh, watch yep. the entire first season of Mindhunter twice. Uh, yeah, that's good. Just love how love uh, love how easy it is to watch it, and it's uh, it's really solid. David Fincher TV series serial killers. I'm not a huge serial killer guy, but the characters solid, like and the pacing and the writing and the directing very good. Loved it. All all the serial killer actors are are really good. Yeah, it actually gets into it. It uh, yeah, it kind of like. Uh, gets into the real gritty details and delivers it in a very objective and um, cool way. Yeah, all I can do is recommend things, really. Just go watch Mindhunter. Just go. Just go. Yeah, I'm glad you said like, David Finch because I wasn't paying attention. I was like, I don't, I don't really remember a lot about serial killers in Mindhorn. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, there it is. All right, so Mindhorn. Then I got to go back and watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. And Stranger Things Season 2 started. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, I guess I'll go watch that right now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us tonight. Trailer Park Podcast 89 has come to a close. Uh, we thank you for joining us as always. Please visit us at trailerparkpodcast.com, sadsackstudios.com. Follow at T Park Podcast. Follow at Sadsack Studios. Daniel at 100 Lunatics. Intern, go fuck yourself. Um, at the intern TPP. And oh, that's. Thanks for that. that <laughs> Heck, go fuck yourself. That's two cues. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Other than we wish you Godspeed. Have a good night. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Brush your teeth. Floss your teeth if you can. Um, when you got to go poo, don't wait. Don't wait. That, you know, 20 years from now, that waiting, it's going to punish you. Just go to the bathroom and shit. And of course, go to trailerparkpodcast.com and take the Nathan Gyllenhaal challenge, which is, of course, watching... Jake Gyllenhaal's entire filmography mm. without break. Right. Cleanse yourself. Make sure that you get underneath the armpits and inside of all the crevices. Don't not pay attention to your asshole. That also needs to be clean. Yeah, you want to clean that. And every once in a while, just get a finger in there. And as you watch more Jake Gyllenhaal movies, line them up to put them on your cousin's burden list. Make sure that he watches every single movie in Jake Gyllenhaal's filmography, regardless of how terrible the movies might be. You're welcome. <laughs> 